The first thing I noticed was I could be, I began to see through boys who had no good intentions toward me. I could see it. I couldn't see it before. Before I was just, oh, he loves me. Yay. But now because I was getting to know what love really is and experiencing it from God, I could see immediately when somebody didn't love me. Um, that was the first thing. The second thing that fell off of me was cursing. I used to curse quite a bit. And what I realized was I, I, because I love words and words mean so much to me and they stay with me, I can't watch movies and things that have a lot of cursing in it because that's what was feeding my need to continue doing it. So when I began to kind of shift, um, the first, the second shift that happened was I shifted what I was watching and then cursing just kind of fell away. Um, it, you know, it wasn't something I even had to try hard at anymore. It just kind of fell away. Um, so those were the two major shifts that I saw. But now even, you know, after being married, um, we just made 17 years in November. Um, I, the other shift that has taken place is, like I said, I don't get that super frantic feeling anymore, that deep fear that my relationship is going to go away. And as a result, my life is going to be, you know, in the toilet bowl. I, I have a healthy understanding of our relationship. So the way I interact with my partner is so much better as a result because it's not being motivated by fear and anxiety. So those are the major shifts that I have experienced. Um, even in my daughter, even in my relationship with Maya, that was a major shift as well as God began to kind of work on me um, because there was just a lot of anxiety. Uh, like I said, I, I live with anxiety. So that's, that's a struggle of my life. So a lot of how I interacted with her was born out of anxiety and fear that somehow all would not be well with her and she would not be okay. But it was coming out in, in, in ways that made our relationship really kind of impossible. And so that was a huge shift as well. Um, so those are the, those are the biggest shifts that, and they're life-changing. They are, they're, they're like the, all those shifts were life-changing. So. Great question. And I think once we kind of like got over that, like specifically, like just in our relationship, it was just so much easier to communicate and just to talk. And so now I just go in her room. I just sit there like I don't even have to say anything. Usually we talk, but I don't even have to say anything. I just sit there and just be in her presence. Be like, oh, I like her. I like her, guys. I really do. I like her a lot. She makes me proud. It's, she makes me happy. And that is one of the great joys of my life. So I, I can honestly bear witness to the idea that when God is the driving force, when he's the thing filling the void, everything really does just really begin to change. And and it's a life's work. It, it's not instant. It's a life's work, but it's so worth it. It's such good work because you come out better on the other end every single time. Okay, so I have a question for you. And it's, did a godly community or having a, com a community with people that think like you and believe like you, did it help you in trying to figure out how to ask God to fill that void with you? So that's something I'm still tackling. Um, that's something I'm still 
asking him about. So I don't know that I have the answer to that question. I have been blessed to be a part of church communities um, that that have been amazing. In New York, we had a great church community. Um, when we got to Maryland, the first community that we had was RPC, and that was that le- legit felt like family, like. Honestly, it was crazy how instant and how amazing it was. Um, And we still have those bonds, even though we are not there currently. Um, But here's the thing, Grace, and this may not be what you asked, but this is what I'm asking God for. I don't just want a church community. I want a community of people to do life with and they may all, we may all be on a different place in the continuum. They don't have to be Adventist. They don't even have to be Christian. They just have to be people that God says, these are the people you're going to journey life with for this season. And I'm I'm looking for that desperately. Um, and I, I, I don't necessarily have that yet. Um, I have pieces of it in certain spaces. Like I have a sister friend um, space. Um, I have a therapist uh, cohort space. And that, that's been really good because n- only one other person in that cohort is Adventist. So it's been really good to learn from different people, from different walks of life, different faith. Um, it, it's growing me. It's stretching me. So I am still um, praying for people that I can do life with, um, you know, like a, a a tribe kind of that I can do life with. Of course, I have friends here and there. As Chaplain B. Leah spoke, um, we are friends. And there are times when we can just, we can call each other and cry tears of joy or tears of, girl, come get this joker because I can't do it no more. <laughs> like, you know, we can, we can, we have that. Um, and so, you know, but I, I do want a community a full community. And the last thing that I'll say on that is being a pastor is interesting. Community, seeking community when you're a pastor is a very interesting place to reside in. It is very vulnerable and very difficult because of the stigmas that some people put on pastoring, the pedestal that some people put on pastoring, the myths and stereotypes that people put on pastoring. So it's hard to find a tribe. So pray for me, y'all. I'm be praying for y'all, but y'all just go ahead and pray for a sister. Thank you so much. And my last question will be, do you have any advice for the audience concerning our spiritual life and any advice on how to grow in prayer life and just keeping a relationship with God in general? The only thing I can say is yes. Every day, get up and give him your yes. Even if you don't read, even if you don't pray, one word is enough for him to move on your life. Yes. Just get up and say, yes, God, Yes. And what happens is the thing we don't realize is it's what Paul said in that scripture in Romans 7. There's nothing good in us, y'all. 
There's nothing innately and naturally good in humans. Every good thing that's inside us is from the Lord. And so when we say yes, we give him consent and, and the right to blow into our lives like a rushing wind with the Holy Spirit and to take up residence inside us and to move us to want to pray, to move us to want to read the word, to move us to want to get into community. All it takes is a yes. So that's my advice to anyone that's listening. Decide whether or not God has your yes, not just yes. You don't have to worry about whether it's a blank check, yes, or a modified yes, or a yes to this, but not that. Just yes, because he'll deal with the rest. Yes, and he'll deal with the rest. That's the advice. This has been um, a very uh, full. This the, These episodes um, are not void. <laughs> they are not empty. They are quite full. They are running over. Please go get a mop or broom. We need a bucket because <laughs> it's spilling out everywhere. Okay. And um, before we have a very special treat this week because Maya is going to um, close us out with poetry. Um, and this is to close out this week of talking about being full but also even to close out this very special month in the lives of, I would say, you know, uh, American people in terms of this being the month where we pay special attention and acknowledge um, the, the life and the, the, the breath, the inhale, exhale, but also the breath. How do you say breath? Breath, the, the breath with the D? <laughs> You just say it regular, right, breath? Breath. Of, uh, breath. <laughs> breath. <laughs> I need to make sure y'all hear that D. Um, the, just the, 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 the wonder of Black folks and Black folks across the diaspora, um, around the world, but definitely here in this country. So I just want to say that what, it's so funny how what we, shared in this space on the podcast this week have mirrored so many of our conversations, Pastor Sherry. <laughs> wow. um, but it's like we, it, it's like our young people, you know, like the co-hosts, it's almost like they kind of unpacked it in ways that like so much of what you said is stuff that we've said to each other. So I'm just so grateful um, that everywhere this sister shows up, she shows up as her real self, um, even when she may not want to. So um, you, you, you a real one, sis. <laughs> real one. <laughs> We've got a running joke about real one in our house, but thank you. I'll take it. I'll tell my husband I'm a real oh, one. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I want to say thank you for the time that you have spent cultivating um, the lives of young people as well as staff and faculty at TA when you were in your position as chaplain. Um, but I also want to just say thank you for the ways in which you continue to cultivate lives um, at Beltsville, in your um, therapy practice, but also on this podcast that your voice has now been recorded um, in this space. And so that means it, you know, kind of lives forever, right? 
So thank you for spending so much time with us this week. Listen, whenever y'all call, whenever y'all call. Maya, we turn the mic over to you. Okay, well, um, this poem is called A Brighter Light. Um, and this is an original one that I, uh, that I wrote actually last year. Um, Miss Lee, I don't know if you remember, but you, uh, you asked me to write a poem. And then, you know, all this happened <laughs> and uh, didn't get a chance, but I kind of revised it. I changed the little things here and there, um, but I hope it, uh, I hope it speaks to you. I hope it uh, reaches to wherever you are. Um, enjoy. Have you ever wanted to be free? It's something that everyone should want, the chains to fall, wanting someone to hear your call. Standing there, having your dignity torn away, back-breaking days, never pleasing your master, always telling you work faster, feeling like you're in a glass box, boxed in by a life you didn't choose. They win, you lose, letting you think that you're weaker, future bleaker, feeling like you could scream and no one hears you. It's never enough, whether fields or kitchen, hoping you could get your fixin'. Crumbs from the master's table, they make you feel worthless, hopeless, and less human, more animal, giving commands, more dog than man. This captivity is wrong, but we will stay strong. For our family and our friends, we will fight to the end. We will fight for our freedom so that we can be free, free to be human, free to be the people God wanted us to be. Without the chains and the shackles they put on us, we will let our voices be heard and justice will be served. To our final breath, we will fight. And maybe, just maybe, if we do it right, we may not see change in our lifetime, but our children and our children's children may see a brighter light. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. I got so excited about the poem, I forgot I had to pray. Um, okay. But um, before I pray, I just want to say again, I know Chad and Lee already thank you, but um, thank you for coming. Talk to us this love day. You've always, like, you've always been just, like, so real with us. Like, even from the time when I came to TA, you were the, um, the chaplain, like, you know, how high school students are they you know they're just sitting back like oh, okay like this is nice or whatever but I would just really sit there and I was like taking it all in I was kind of like trying to apply it every day so thank you for thank you for that um yeah so I'll pray now um dear my father thank you so much for this day um thank you so much for allowing chaplain I mean not chaplain <laughs> sorry well yeah chaplain Leah and um uh, Pastor Love Day for coming on today and just to talk to us, give us some insight and talk about how we can fill our lives with you and um, just be real together. And I pray that we can all apply um, what we talked about today to our lives. I pray that you will continue to show us that um, you have a desire for us um, so it can make us feel more comfortable coming to you. And I pray that we can just all um, have a good weekend as the week has ended with this final episode. And I thank you for Maya's poem. And yeah, Jesus, I pray, amen.